This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Martin, the Countex just gets bigger and bigger, doesn't it? It does, it does. And it's the biggest, I'd say biggest show in Europe, and I'm thinking maybe the biggest show in the world. What we know for sure is the one-stop shop for digital and in-person events. With the following it's built over the years, Accountex packed a punch that's with events that are dedicated to both the accounting and finance professionals. Yeah, and it's all CPD accredited as well. They've got a virtual summit coming up 10th, 11th of November, which is free to attend. And they've got some interesting topics coming up there, haven't they? Digital assets, social mobility, future of cloud accounting, commercializing opportunities for MTD, penalty reform, not your normal lineup. Yeah, and it's all ramping up to the big event they've got going on in London at the Excel Arena. It's the largest in Europe. And if you want your CPD points, if you want to find out what's happening, don't forget to book that in your diary for the 11th and 12th of May. And there's a website they can go to, Martin. Yeah, accountex.co.uk or indeed follow them on Twitter at at accountex. That's at accountex. It's bonus time and uh, Rob Brown here with Martin Bissett. We are continuing with our series on why they didn't buy. This is from the client's perspective. Winning business, bringing in new deals, bringing in new revenues for your accounting firm is critical to your role, critical to your promotion, critical to your voice and influence and hierarchy and kudos in your firm. And Martin, we're giving them practical examples, usually from both sides of a conversation, an engagement, a meeting, where there's a little bit of disparity between what both parties are thinking. So what's on your agenda today? Well, everyone knows there's 400 sides to a story, but we're focusing on the main two. In this case, what the accountant tells us is the reason why they didn't win a prospective client versus what that same prospective client says is the actual reason why they chose not to change to this firm. And this week, Rob, we're looking at the mindset right at the very beginning, okay? Now, for context, I spent 13 and a half years in lead generation for accountants, specifically for accountants, exclusively for accountants. And bear this in mind, that is that included a team of up to 13 people making 175 dials each per day. So start to do the maths and the extrapolation of the what that is a month, what that is a year, and how many appointments I got. That was several hundred appointments every single year that I got to see. I got to see the appointment being made. I got to hear the, the call recording. I got to find out what happened to when the accountant went on it. I got to speak to the prospects afterwards about what they thought. So I had 13 and a half years of that. And then I had a further 10 years of consulting with accounting firms where they were using some form of marketing on lead generation tool. And I was now the independent looking at both sides of the story, you know, from both the accountant's point of view and the lead gen's point of view. So you've put billions into pipelines for accounting firms, but it is only a pipeline, Martin. That business is not won. That is correct. There's some hard work being done. There's a meeting being attained, maybe even a second meeting, maybe to proposal stage. But there's always a, a breakdown. There's always something that can go wrong. And this is what we're analysing a little bit here, isn't it, in why they didn't buy. Absolutely right. So if you put those together, you get a little bit short of a quarter of a century of direct first-hand experience of what happens when accountants go out on appointments to meet with prospective new clients. You can't do it for that long without seeing patterns. <laughs> and here's a pattern, Rob. The starting point. When the accountancy firm chose who it was from the firm that was going to go out on the appointments. Right. Okay. Now, generally, the managing partner would take themselves out of the mix because they don't want to fail in front of their colleagues. So normally it was one of the partners 
often the tax partner who is a little bit more commercial than the rest, but a partner would go out on it. So we're talking about a significant piece of business, a juicy grade A client, as you would call them here. Generally, a minimum mid four figure opportunity, generally speaking. The problem came here with what the accountant told me, Robin. Here's what they told me. I will paraphrase all of the phrases into one. <laughs> Martin, you don't understand. I convert 95% of everything I ever see. I don't need a sales training course. I don't need your coaching and advice. I don't need anyone's coaching and advice. I can, I'll just give you that figure again. I convert, Martin. Were you listening the first time? 95%, don't you know? Well, you can't argue with an accountant, Martin. They know their figures if they know nothing else. Come on. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you push back on that, Rob, what you find out is that they're referring to referrals, people who've come to them. People who've made a decision before they've ever knocked on the firm's door. Warm leads. Oh, bigger than warm leads. Something that you have to do quite something quite serious to stop from coming becoming a client. So what the accountant was really saying to me was, Martin, I don't think you understand. I've walked through 95% of doors that were already open. I don't need any help in opening doors. I know exactly how to open a door. No, you don't, pal. You know how to walk through an already open door. So we had to, we spent a lot of time over these years, Rob, trying to differentiate for the accounting firm's benefit the difference between a referral, which is an incoming opportunity, and a proactive sales lead, which is an outgoing opportunity, where one has already decided that unless there's something really wrong with you, they're coming on board, and the other one has decided to listen to what you've got to say in case you're better than what they've already got. That's not the same thing. So generally speaking, what happens is, is that a partner then goes out and treats a new, what we let's call it a sales lead for want of a better phrase for it, in the exact same way as they would deal with a referral. Now, in a referral scenario, as you know, somebody comes to see you, you don't go to see them often, they tell you what it is that's wrong, they tell you what it is they want, and they ask you how much, and that's that. And unless you're way out on price, or you really can't help them on their, their needs, you get the work because some trusted source somewhere has said, use that firm. So by the time they get to you, that decision's already made. Now, in a proactive scenario where we're outgoing, this is like a first date for an accountant. This is where you've got to be on your very best behavior, got to look your best, smell your best, sound your best, because you are trying to court the prospect, to use a, a really old term for our older listeners, to court the prospect to encourage them to make the case that their future is better served with you than it is with where they currently are. Different skill set altogether. So why didn't they buy, Rob? They didn't buy because you treated them as if it was a formality to come on board. As if all you had to do was listen to what they had to say, send them a quote, deal done. And there's a lot more to it than that. Well, a warm introduction, Martin, is where you've been as an accounting firm or an accounting partner, you have an advocate, people have fought the corner for you, people have recommended you, people have almost said it's a no-brainer if you don't go with this firm. The deal is done, the document is signed, you just have to show up. But with these colder leads, these outbound leads, if you like, there's a lot more work to be done. There's a bit more selling to be done, isn't there? Let's be there, fair. There's a lot more convincing, persuading influencing, if only there was an Accounting Influencers podcast to help you with that. <laughs> so for those listeners who are not in that senior team, for those of you who might be rising stars in your firm, 
Maybe you are senior managers looking for a business development chance to show what you can do in winning new clients. Maybe you're just simply shadowing your partners and finding out what they do on appointments. Maybe it's some other scenario. Maybe you are somebody else in the firm. For those of you in those situations, if you ever hear your partners say to you, and all that, and then they say, oh, I close 95% of everything I ever see. I've never lost a client in my life. And those kinds of claims... Warning, red flag, alert, alarm, okay? It's not true. It's not true. It means that they have successfully taken the order of 95% of everyone who ever wants to place an order. That's not the same. So be aware of that and don't follow their example, guys, because you're going to struggle when it comes to having to win business proactively. Yes, and a final caveat on that, Martin, I would challenge any accountant that said to me they win 95% of their new business opportunities, even by referral, because how many referrals do we get that are not the right company, not the right size, not the right fee, not the right sector? Not all referrals are good referrals. Some of them are warmed up really well for you. Some of them are just talk to this accountant and that's all there is. So not even the best salespeople top of their game convert 95% of warm, warm leads. So it's some figure they have in their head to justify that they're doing well, worthy of these appointments, but there's a lot not going on there. There's a lot not going on there is quite right. And, and of course, as you rightly say there, Rob, there is um, a mindset issue. So when you hear that, even if they don't mean actually 95%, even if they mean 93%, you know, still, guys, listen out for that. If you're a partner who has said that in the past, Check your figures. I'm going to challenge you. And if you're somebody who's not a partner who wants to aspire to this kind of role, to bring in new work, to be a rainmaker for your firm, be aware that this mythical figure of 95%, it never really happened. Yeah. So that is why they didn't buy. You need to do your homework, do your due diligence, do your research, upgrade your skills, get your scripts ready, get your listening ears on. All of these opportunities are potentially winnable. But if you go in thinking the deal is already done, you're making a big mistake. There is still a bit of selling, still a bit of business development, nurturing, developing rapport, all of the things you know you should do. Martin, they can't afford to be complacent. Absolutely can't. Because if they are complacent, the prospect won't buy. We will see you on next week's bonus show on why they didn't buy. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of the episodes. They come out every single day. We're giving you accounting practitioners and the fintech influencers that serve them and sell to and through them the very best news and updates and interviews and practical tips on what really works to make you do your job a whole lot better. Enjoy the rest of your day. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.